Hey everybody, welcome to Moving Panels. Uh, this is going to be a special short little episode. Due to a technical issue, um, we weren't able to get the full episode out today, but we will release that episode later this week. Um, what we really wanted to do was give focus to Bruce Willis. Uh, two weeks ago, Bruce Willis announced his retirement from acting due to a diagnosis of aphasia. And thing is, ever since high school, I have been a huge Bruce Willis fan. As I started my movie collection, I decided that I wanted to own every Bruce Willis movie. And I continued this up until recent years, um, mainly because he began making films that went straight to Blu-ray, streaming services, and I just couldn't keep up. It's not that I wouldn't watch them. I will watch them. I have watched them. But I got more interested in the comic book movies. Thus, you know, from this podcast. But Die Hard will always be my number one action movie. And Bruce Willis will remain one of my favorite actors. He's such a versatile performer. Uh, I, I do a little bit of acting on the side with community theater. And I, too, like to add humor. I like to do the humor. I like to do the drama. You know, there's not really a lot of action on stage performances, but I'll do whatever I can. And Bruce could do anything. He started off as a comedic actor. He had the show Moonlighting, which is fantastic, and I wish they would bring it out uh, for people to watch on streaming. Uh, one of his first movies was Blind Date, which, not great, but he shows he's great at physical comedy in that movie. And he, he showed through this, through shows like Moonlighting that he was a likable guy. I mean, even at the same time, he released two albums, uh, kind of rhythm and blues albums, and even had a billboard hit with the song Respect Yourself, which I believe reached number five on the charts. But it was his blockbuster performance in Die Hard that helped create the modern action movie. Because he displayed a hero who was funny, he was vulnerable, and he wasn't as superhero-like as the action stars before. Action stars like Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And yes, John McClane feels more like a superhero with each of the sequels. But even as that continued, Bruce Willis somehow always gives... John McClane, a humanity. He gives all of his characters a humanity. That is what made him such a great performer, a box office draw. And I mean, throughout the 90s, you had movies like The Last Boy Scout, Death Becomes Her, 12 Monkeys, Pulp Fiction, The Fifth Element, Armageddon, um, capping it off in the 90s with The Sixth Sense. I mean, that's a whole list of movies that people are always going to include on their best films list. And chances are, I just named a bunch of movies that you find as some of your favorite movies, movies you enjoy watching. You know, I, I even have to admit, I actually like Hudson Hawk. I know Bruce has said it's not his favorite and it's not a great film, but I enjoy it. It's fun. And I mean, who doesn't bring up the sixth sense when discussing surprise endings in movies? You go into the last 20 years. I mean, the 2000s were hit or miss. He he did some great comedies. I'm a huge fan of The Whole Nine Yards. Um, he had his guest appearance on Friends, which was highly talked about. Um, he had, you know, the voice work he did in Look Who's Talking, and some people may not remember the cartoon Bruno the Kid that he was the voice for. 
Well, he continued that. He was Spike the Dog in Rugrats Go Wild. He was RJ, the main character in Over the Hedge. Uh, of course, he returned to the Die Hard franchise with Live Free or Die Hard, which I saw in theaters probably like five times. And then he entered the, he entered the world of comic book movies. Movies like Sin City, which we've talked about before on this show, and Unbreakable, which is the one we're going to release later this week. He joined his fellow 80s action stars in the Expendable movies. He returned to the comic books. He did a, a Sin City sequel, and he did the Red movies, Red and Red 2, which we'll do some, some time down the road. Uh, of course, he made another Die Hard movie, and although... Uh, not in the typical fashion of Bruce Willis. He gave him a stellar performance in Moonrise Kingdom. As original superhero character, David Dunn from Unbreakable, he returned in Glass only a couple of years ago. And in my opinion, Glass was his final, like high profile, big blockbuster film. He's made several other films in the last decade. I haven't seen them all. But I will. Um, and I hate that this sounds like we're memorializing him. He hasn't died. But his career was so groundbreaking that when an announcement like this comes out, a fan like me wants to recognize his career. Because it could be over. And when you get the chance to honor someone who impacted movies, who impacted your life. Again, I started off as a movie fan because of Bruce Willis films. Really, it was. I mean, there were other films out there. Shawshank Redemption is always going to be one of my favorite films. Of course, Superman, like I've talked about in the past, is going to be one of the greatest films. But Bruce Willis was the first actor that I locked into when I started becoming a movie buff. And the type of action star that he became, I mean, it set the stage for the modern action movies and modern action stars like Jason Statham, and Vin Diesel. I mean, The Rock even has a little bit of that. Yes, he's more superhero-like, but he has that ability to be likable. He has that ability to add the humor into his action. I mean, even Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is another one that, as Deadpool, brings in all that action. Some of his action movies uh, on Netflix, that the names of them uh, have slipped my mind, he brings in that humor to the action. I mean, I would even say Liam Neeson with the Taken films. I mean, that owes a lot, in my opinion, to Die Hard. Bruce Willis is one of those actors who, whose collection of work will be difficult to match because it's so diverse and he has been successful in every genre. Modern action stars can't all say that. I mean, Vin Diesel might be great at action movies. He's done a couple of dramas he's okay at. But does anybody remember The Pacifier? So, I... I just want to relay this information later this week. Like I said, please join us. Uh, Chad Smith, you know, my longtime friend who has known my love for Bruce Willis for a long time. He's going to join me. We're going to discuss Unbreakable. I know it's not a comic book movie, but it deserves its recognition. 
you know, we, we still have the Sin City movies, the Red movies that'll be a part of this show uh, down the road. But I, I figured Unbreakable was a good one to discuss at this time. Um, but I just wanted to come on here and say that again. We're going to get that episode out to you later this week. I apologize for it not being out today. Again, technical difficulties uh, just made that where we wouldn't have the time to get it out. Um, we weren't able to fix the technical issues in time. Uh, so so please join us later this week. And, and I just want to say for me, from a, a, a true fan, thank you, Mr. Willis. Uh, I wish you the best. And for moving panels... I'm Laramie Wells, and I'll see you on the other side of the page. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes and VCRs and video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? If you want to go back to school, back to the future, or even back to the beach, then the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast is for you. I'm Tim Williams, the creator and host, and on each episode, I'm joined by a guest co-host as we revisit a different 80s flick to discuss our first-time watch memories, iconic scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories along the way. New episodes drop every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast.